uh, real faith doesn't assume that it can do it. Real faith understands that we are knowing who we believe in. And, like, when we know who we believe in, like Peter here in Matthew chapter 14 is looking at Jesus and he says, I know him. I know Jesus. I know this man. I know his character. I know his word. And if he says something and if he calls me out into the water, then I'm going to walk out there and I'm going to walk on the water. And I can't, ima- I can't help but thinking the chuckles and the, the comments that maybe the other disciples made because, you know, Peter was so famous for uh, opening his mouth and inserting his foot. He, I say that respectfully. We, we, we joke a lot about Peter, but he was really a great man of God. But in so many ways, we can so identify with him. And so Peter sees Jesus and he says, If it is you, God, call me. And uh, I will come. And what did, in verse 29, what did Jesus do? He said, come. <laughs> I love that. I mean, Jesus is so simple. There's no, there's no rationalization. Jesus didn't say, well, Peter, I don't know if this is really the best time for you to try this because the, the, the word, the Bible says that the boat is being beaten. It's being tossed everywhere. Peter, I think you're being a little presumptuous. Peter, I think that, you know, you didn't do such a good job. Uh, you, you failed a few times this, these past few days, and I don't know if this is really the best time to do it. You're, you're being a little... And I think I might have said that to Peter. I would have said to Peter, Peter, you're just being a little too right now um, zealous. You know, I try to shut him down. I mean, I would do that, just naturally thinking. And so what does Jesus do? He says, come, because pl- faith pleases God. That's, that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Faith pleases God. And I think if there's one thing that we want to do in our life to please God, it's not necessarily me trying to, be, in my behavior, um, uh, facilitate God and his attitude towards me, but God wants us to think in faith and to he- first to hear from him and then to think in faith. See, Peter, while he was on the boat and Jesus was not walking on the water yet, Peter was not thinking about walking on the water. It was when, Jesus, when, it was when Peter saw Jesus on the water at that moment, and, and, and Jesus said, Be not afraid, peace be still, it is I. There's that revelation to Peter of Jesus Christ and his power and his nature and his love and his friendship. And that is what gave Peter, that's what gave Peter the capacity to even trust God. And I think that, you know, in our church and people that we know, the more that we get to know the nature of God, our faith is going to grow. You know, our, our capacity to believe God for things is going to grow. Our vision is going to grow. Uh, you know, the more we know about Jesus Christ, the, the more we're going to just naturally trust him. And I say naturally in a, in, you know, in a funny way because it's not really naturally, but it's, it's supernatural when when we know Jesus Christ, it's there's a capacity to trust him. And so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water, verse 29, and he came toward Jesus. In verse 30, but when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. And as he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me from death. And so Peter is actually begins to look at the, you know, think of the movies that we've seen of like, did you ever see the movie The Perfect Storm? 
-hmm. you know, where you have these two two or three storms that just, and it's a true story, they meet on the coast of Maine, I think, and a ship is out there and it goes missing. And it's basically something like that. And so, so Peter looks and he sees what's going on around him. And, uh, and then he begins to sink and he cries out to the Lord to save him. And that is all part of the program. That's all part of the process. We look at that sometimes and we say, oh, Peter failed in his faith. Peter did not believe God. He failed. You know, bad Peter. But really, no, that is part of the plan because... Jesus knew this was going to happen. And uh, when Peter got out and started walking on the water, saw the storms, saw the, everything by sight that really discouraged him, and he could feel the pressure of the wind, it says. It says here that he felt, how does it say? Uh, uh, he felt the strong wind. And that's pressure. I think sometimes in our walk of faith we can feel the pressure of the demonic wind sometimes, can't we? We can feel that wind, that chilly wind of, you know, demonic activity. And we can feel that. And we begin to sink. And Jesus, what does he do? It says, instantly Jesus, in verse 31, reached out his hand and caught him and held him, saying, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? We have to understand this verse here because Jesus is not chiding Peter. Jesus is not getting on Peter's case, you know, about his little faith. Of course, Peter had little faith. And, of course, Peter doubted. Jesus was basically saying, um, he was saying it this way, that I am here, and as soon as you started to look at outward circumstances and the circumstances of the conditions of things, then we're going to start sinking in the amazing miracle that we are taking place in. For example... We have, we have started taking steps of faith in our life. And if we start looking at circumstances around us, and we start looking at our life from a natural perspective, and we start judging ourselves naturally, we are going to start to sink. And we're going to be like, oh my gosh, who do I, like, what did I get myself into? Who do I think I am? I'm doing all this stuff. And, you know, and how did this even happen? And can I really do this? And is this really going to happen? And, you know, or is this, you know, Am I going to be? Am I going to disappoint people or fail people? And we can start all thinking that way. But that's really the truth of the matter. That inside of us there is like no faith whatsoever outside of Jesus Christ, and that's why Jesus Christ appeared to Peter on the water. And when they got into the boat, and it says in verse thirty-two, and it says, "And they were in the boat." I think in the King James, right? And it kind of gives the impression that Jesus grabs Peter's arm or grabs his hand, and, and then immediately they're in the boat, right? And I think it's the King James that gives that impression that doesn't say that Peter, that Jesus led Peter back to the boat, but the point being is is that, that when Jesus rescued Peter, uh, they were immediately back in the boat. So a few things I want to just say about this. Number one, we sometimes have the idea that God rewards us for our faith. And Oswald Chambers made these points. I like these points. And it may be so in the initial stages. It may be that God rewards our amazing faith in the beginning. But we, do not any, we don't earn anything through faith. And I, this is this psychology that we can sometimes think. That if I, through my faith, think I can earn something from God, then it's no longer grace. Um, 
faith brings us to the right relationship with God and gives us the opportunity for him to work. So Peter sees Jesus on the water, trusts him, and, it, and that gives the opportunity for Jesus to work. When Peter stepped out onto the water, what was he walking on? I, I think he was walking on the words, come. That's what Jesus, that's what Peter was walking on. He was walking on these, on the statement and the command from, from Christ to come. He wasn't walking really on the water. It just looked like it. I think, I think that the water is like fear. Yeah. Where's all the fear in your life? Yeah. And there's Christ at the end saying, come to me. Yeah. There's no, you know, something like that. That's what the first thing he says. Like, that's, that's all my fear in my life is that word. Just, yes. I can't get through it. Yeah. I'm going to sink. I'm going to go right, you know what I mean? Whew. Yeah. And there's the faith saying, Keep come. going, yeah. Let me come. I'll, I'll get you across. And I, I like the fact that Peter sank. I'm, I'm glad that that's in the Bible because I think if Peter walked in the water to Christ... But and he didn't said when sink. he stopped looking towards Jesus, he sank. He didn't yeah. sink right away. He <coughs> sank when he just took his eyes off the, you know, everything around him, all the yeah. fear and the wind and the waves. That's when he. That's when he started to sink. It's weird that you just you take your eye off the prize, like you know, Jesus. And yeah. <laughs> Here's another point I like. God frequently has to knock the bottom out of our experience as his saint, to get us to be in direct contact with himself. God wants us to understand that it is a life of faith, not a life of emotional enjoyment. So like when we are thinking about walking with God, sometimes Christians, we can have this, this idea that faith is going to be resulting in emotional enjoyment, like blessings. But that's when we get this works mentality that if I believe enough, then I'll receive but that's just another version of works. That's just another version of do and get. Um, trusting God is just getting ourselves into the right relationship with God. And when we're in that right relationship, then he can work. It's not me trying to earn things in my life by just being an amazing believer. Like, okay, I'm going to believe. Because a large part of our life is unbelief. <laughs> and it's like we're growing out of that. But... It's like, yeah, as soon as we take our eyes off the nature and the power and the word of Jesus Christ, we're going to start to sink in our life. And we're going to sink into that, those black waters of fear and doubt. And, um, and so I just want to finish this that, um, with this, that the beginning of our life of faith was very narrow and intense. It centered around a small amount of experience that had, that had as much emotion as faith in it. And it was full of light and sweetness. Then God withdrew his conscious blessings to teach us to walk by faith. Second Corinthians 5, verse 7. Sometimes God will withdraw things by sight so that it's no longer us trusting those things that are around us. I lose my job. I lose my health. I lose my house. I lose my car. Those are things that, like in our American society, can really create a lot of, like, you know, I'm driving down 496 or 495, whatever you call that, 476. And I'm like, you know, a great car, you know, great life, great road. And then suddenly maybe I don't have my car, maybe I don't have my health. You know, this is what happens with elderly people. They, they lose all of this stuff. And, and I don't think that sometimes we don't realize this. And this is what I'm learning in this church that is that with elderly people, they used to be as strong as us. Mm-hmm. They were very strong people. Like, you know, Jack uh, and Marie's dad, was, he was like a powerhouse, this guy. He was a strong guy. But you get to the point where you start losing all of this stuff. And 
and it really becomes a real walk of faith. Like Eleanor, she told me the other day, you know, every Sunday morning I get up, I get dressed by faith, and if I can get out the door, I go, but if I can't, I just can't make it. And so, you know, she, it's like it requires just so much faith, trust in God. And sometimes God will remove those things or those people so that we would just get our relationship with God directly in, in, in line so that he can work. Faith by its very nature must be tested and tried. The real trial of, the real trial of faith is not that we find it difficult to trust God, but that God's character must be proven as trustworthy in our own minds. Okay, when God tests our faith, he's not trying to test us to see how strong our faith is. Okay, that's what we always think, and we always default to this, like, oh, I didn't trust God, I blew up, or I didn't trust God, I did this, or I didn't, okay. But that's not the point of a trial. The point of a trial or a temptation is to prove how faithful God is. And that's the point, and it's like that's the main point, because what's the story of Peter in the water here? Oh, Peter's faith was not strong enough. Well, Peter's faith is never going to be strong enough to walk on water. None of us are going to. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story here is that Jesus was there to pull him up at, 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 at any time he needed it. And so whether we fail 5,000 times in a day or we don't fail at all in a day, that's not the issue. The issue is, is that, that God is upholding me and God is keeping me and God is leading me and God is loving me and God's going to bring me back to the boat. And, and, and I think that that's the main point, that, that it's not my faith that's on trial, but it's the... It's the and, and I'm going to look at this here. I think it's the Galatians chapter 2. Um, I like this verse here. Um, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It's a part of this verse that we often skip over when we read this verse. But listen to this. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. And then here comes the part. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I live now in the flesh... And these are the words right here. I live by the faith of the Son of God. The faith of the Son of God. The faith of the Son of God. It doesn't say by my faith. Okay? Because in our, in our natural man, we have no faith. We have no, no... And we can't condemn ourselves when we just are faithless. Because we just got to understand, guess what? I came to the edge of my own capacity and now I'm faithless. So I'm going to turn to the faithful one. And we can't beat ourselves up. We can't get angry with ourselves. We can't get discouraged and get angry with other people. And it's like, where's your faith? You know, and, um, and, and people, that, people that really put a lot of emphasis on faith, your own faith, is like, okay, there can be a lot of emotional faith there, but it's going to end. It's going to come to an end. There's going to be a trial that hits a person that knocks them out and send, you know, and they may be the most amazing person, like, okay, David, the king. Or maybe there's other people that you know of that were amazingly faithful, super Christians, but then something knocks them out, but it doesn't defeat them. God sustains them, brings them through it, and at the end you can see that it wasn't us that really carried ourselves, but it was Jesus Christ that brought us back to the boat. And so I'll just finish this, that... Um, Faith is, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, walking by faith, 
And that is walking by faith, and that's really walking on the words of Jesus Christ. That outside of the word, there's no faith. And, uh, faith comes by hearing, and that's by the hearing of the word of God, right? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing of the word of God. And if I ever have a faith crisis, or if I'm unhappy with my faith, or if I feel that my faith is not enough, or, or whatever then um, then it's not, it's not the issue with how much faith I have, but it's really the issue of drawing near to the Word of God. And, uh-huh? Romans. Romans 10.17. Did I say Hebrews? Thanks. Romans 10.17. And so I'll just finish that with that is, that, is that it could be that Peter has a lot of faith. Yeah. But that faith is going to end. And Jesus wanted Peter to see that, that Peter, when your faith ends, I'm going to be there to pick you up. You have great faith, amen, but it's going to get tempered, it's going to get matured, it's going to be encouraged, it's going to grow. No condemnation, don't beat yourself up because I'm here and I'm going to build you up. And I like those. I like that because, hey, how about, about you know, all these, you know, is there power in name it and claim it? Can people actually get what they really want by by believing. There is a law in the universe that you can get what you want by believing hard enough. It'll come. It's called the law of attraction and there's a lot of there's a lot about that. But that's not the law that's not the law of faith that we read of in the Bible is that is that um, there are things that God wants to give to us and he will give it to us. But he wants to give it to us on the basis of his grace and he wants to say to us it's not you that believed this into existence. It was you believed, you failed, and then I came into the picture, and I made it. And then we can realize, you know what? This is really a gift from God in my life. And I waited, and I waited, and then I didn't, I couldn't wait anymore. I then I just was in unbelief, and then, uh, and then I beat myself up, and then I was drowning, and then Jesus came, rescued me, and and loved me, and encouraged me, and I needed to, I needed to fall so that I could know that the everlasting arms of God were underneath me. So, I don't know, those are maybe some thoughts to think about that, you know, might be kind of hard to think about, but like in the sense of that, you know, God doesn't want us to sin, but sometimes some amazing people may just fail miserably and fall on their faces, but later on become these incredible, amazing people of God. And... uh you know, some some of these people, like these CEOs, when they find out that, you know, they had a second life, they go shoot themselves. Well, okay, that's bad that they that, that was going on, you know, in their lives. But that's not, it's not the end. It really isn't, you know. Like this guy, Rice, you know, with the Ravens. You know, it's this big thing on TV. But, you know, like, who knows that, you know, he's married, right? This was his fiancée. He's married, and they said that they worked it out. It's like, you know, why can't we rejoice over that? You know, I mean, of course there's a problem, I think, in professional sports with abuse. But it's like, you know, can't we focus on the point that you had, you know, a, a, a marital couple that was, like, beating the daylights out of each other, and now they're, like, you know, they're married, and, they're, and it's working out. And so the world's never going to celebrate that. They're only going to focus on failure. So...
Amen. Yeah.